Hello, people of the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Built with Beck, your health and fitness podcast. This is now episode four, where we're going to go all over body image and self-esteem throughout your fitness journey. This is definitely going to be a different vibe than other episodes. It takes about five seconds of a successful health and fitness journey to realize that your health and fitness is about so much more than just what you eat and how you move. And you won't even have sustainable success without doing some much deeper mindset work, digging deeper, challenging the thoughts and assumptions you hold about yourself, and really pushing yourself to new challenges. So more often than not, this will then lead to the all too common struggles with body image and self-esteem as we work on continually improving our physique or our health or all of the above. So when it comes to advice surrounding body image, People need and benefit from different approaches, right? Different advice, different perspectives. And what helps and what comforts one person might be very different from what helps or comforts another. I know this is at least something I've noticed in coaching a bunch of different people is some people really benefit from hearing certain advice, whereas others benefit from hearing other perspectives and so on and so forth. I also think that we tend to benefit from different advice at different stages or times of our fitness journeys, whether that's dependent on your age, your current lifestyle, your current situation. So I'm going to use this episode to cover a few different ways to perceive and understand and approach body image and self-esteem, especially as it pertains to fitness journeys. I'm a big believer that knowledge is power, but that doesn't just apply to things like politics or healthcare or social justice. I think that knowledge about the ways that our body work and the knowledge about how our relationships with our bodies impact so many other aspects of our lives can also be really empowering. So I'm hoping this episode will encourage and empower you, but you already know I want this episode to be directly useful. So I've broken this episode into four different parts or topics related to body image and self-esteem. And with at least each of the first three parts, I've included a challenge or like an actual tangible takeaway for you. So I want you to take these challenges and actually put them to use in your own fitness journey to protect and uplift your own body image and self-esteem. So with that, let's get into it. Part one is I want us to touch on some definitions because I kind of tricked you, kind of tricked you at the beginning of the episode because through the title and through just like the little intro bit, I've been grouping body image and self-esteem and I kind of wrote them off as almost like the same thing, but they are not the same thing like at all. So I grouped body image and self-esteem together, not because they're the same thing, But because despite the fact that they are not the same thing, we far too often use those terms interchangeably. So I want us to look at what body image is and what self-esteem is. So body image, and let me just say, I googled these, all right, so it's not just like my own, you know, creative writing here. Body image is a person's thoughts, feelings, and perception of the aesthetics or sexual attractiveness of their own body. Self-esteem. Self-esteem is an individual's subjective evaluation of their own worth. Self-esteem encompasses beliefs about oneself as well as emotional states such as triumph, despair, pride, and shame. So it's pretty obvious here. Body image is what we think and feel about our physical body and its attractiveness. And self-esteem is how we evaluate our own self-worth, which is including feelings of pride, shame, worthiness, like way deeper than do I think my body is attractive? So I want you to notice something here. 
body image is so volatile. Your body image can exist completely independently from self-esteem. But this is where we already start to mess up. We associate body image and self-esteem so closely that we create this almost like interdependence between the two where when our body image is stellar, our self-esteem skyrockets, right? But when our body image suffers, our self-esteem plummets or completely drops or dissipates. But the truth is your body image should have no impact on your self-esteem, truly. And I know like, oh, that's so much easier said than done. But the shape, the size, the texture, the look of your body should not and does not dictate who you are and how you live. But I want to start off and share a little bit of encouragement for you based on a conversation I had with a client of mine. So for a little context, I met this client through mutual friends once before she signed up for coaching. So I knew her personally because I had met her in real life, but we didn't have a pre-existing friendship when she signed up for coaching. But through working together, we obviously became good friends like I do with most, if not all of my clients, right? She was having a tough body image day, you know, like we all do from time to time. And so we were talking through it. Now, as you're listening to this, whether or not I know you personally, I can confidently say that this story applies to you as well. I told my client that if someone asked me if I knew her or if someone asked me to tell them about her, I would have a list of amazing things to say, right? I would be able to go through an entire list of traits and of descriptions of her and not a single one of them would be about her appearance. I would share with them about her compassion, her humor, her wisdom, her intellect, all of the things that actually make a person who they are, right? And not because I'm intentionally not talking about her physical body, but because it wouldn't have even crossed my mind to group her weight or her shape or her size in with that list of adjectives. Like, I wouldn't have even thought to be like, oh, she is incredibly caring. She's hilarious. She makes me laugh all the time. She's really hardworking. This is her weight. Like, it wouldn't have even crossed my mind, right? And this applies to you too. Whether I would be talking about you or whether a friend or a family member who knows you would be talking about you, I am confident that your body would not be used as an adjective to describe who you are as a person. So if our body image doesn't impact others' perceptions of us, Why do we let it dictate our own perceptions of ourselves? So here's challenge number one. I want you to become crystal clear on the status of your self-esteem. Because remember, your self-esteem is how you reflect on and evaluate your worth. So I'm not just going to say, oh yeah, think about it. Like think about your self-esteem. But I'm going to lay out three questions that I want you to write out and then I want you to answer for yourself. Question number one related to your self-esteem. Who are you? I want you to jot down some titles, some labels, or just think about them um, that describe who you are. So maybe you're a sister, a friend, a wife, a mom, um, an entrepreneur, an athlete, a father, a brother. Write it out. Write out some titles, some roles that you fill. And in those roles, I want you to write out number two. Question number two is, what are you? Maybe you're an encourager. Maybe you're a teacher, a comforter. Maybe you're a jokester, like maybe you're the one who always includes others. Maybe you're always looking for a way to serve those around you, right? So not just who are you, but what are you in those roles? And then lastly, question number three, I want you to write down or at least consider what does that mean? So does that mean that people are more encouraged because of you? Are people's days brighter because of your sense of humor? 
Do people feel more heard after having a conversation with you? Do people feel more understood around you? It is so important to have a clear-cut conceptualization of your self-esteem that is completely separate from your body image. Your self-esteem is what grounds you, right? So these are the affirmations you write. If you're the type who likes to write affirmations or say affirmations, I think it's a great practice to consistently remind yourself of things that you believe to be true of yourself or things you hope to believe to be true of yourself. Okay, so I want you to consider those three questions and use them to become crystal clear on the status of your self-esteem. So who are you, what are you, and what does that mean? Now let's get to part two. So part two is that the reality of a fitness journey is that there's a very slippery slope between becoming self-aware and becoming hypercritical. So if you've embarked on a fitness journey, there is a good chance that at least part of your motivation was based on the physical appearance of your body. And I'm going to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with having some aesthetic goals, wanting to change the look of your body to a certain degree. It's empowering to know that we have control over the way our body looks. And so I don't always think it's a bad thing if at least part of your motivation for a health and fitness journey is based on your appearance. The point is, One of the main points and one of the major advantages or I guess like stepping stones to a successful fitness journey is increasing self-awareness. And this is kind of obvious, right? Because to make any kind of lasting change, we need to become more aware of our behaviors and our decisions surrounding food and exercise. This is true for, you know, seeking success in any area of life, whether it be work, whether it be school, whether it be in your relationships, to make successful change, if change is what we want, we need to be more self-aware of what we're currently doing. And when it comes to your health and fitness journey, it does also help to become aware of how your body is responding to certain like fitness efforts, we'll call them. Let's say you switch up your workout regimen and you make changes to your nutrition. How are you gonna know if your body is responding without tracking how your body is responding? If you're dieting, you're gonna gauge the success of your diet by whether or not your body is changing, by whether or not you're losing body fat. And that's not bad, that's kind of the whole point. But I'm hoping here that you can begin to see how this slippery slope forms. Because as we are deciding, okay, I have these changes I wanna make, in order to make these changes, I need to have an idea of where I am right now. And so we become very aware of our habits, of our nutrition, of our training. But if we're not careful, this self-awareness can turn into a hyper-awareness of what we're doing, which more often than not can produce moments of becoming hypercritical against ourselves. So here's challenge number two for you. And this is something that I make sure I keep in place with my clients as well as for myself. In your fitness journey, for every appearance-based measure or every scale-based measure, I want you to also track to performance-based measures or to non-scale-based measures. So here are some examples. Maybe for your fitness journey, you track your body weight. Great, I want you to also then track your sleep and track your hunger. So maybe you're tracking how many hours of sleep you're getting each night, maybe you're tracking the quality of your sleep, maybe you're rating your hunger each day on a scale of like one to five or low, medium, high, but I want you to have two performance-based measures for every appearance-based measure. Some other examples. Maybe for your fitness journey, you're also tracking your measurements. Great, that works really well for some people. But I want you to make sure that you're also tracking your recovery or your soreness after your workouts and maybe tracking your energy during the day. Like how energetic are you feeling? Are you crashing in the afternoon? 
in terms of your soreness. Are you super, super sore after your training sessions? Is it taking you a couple days to feel like good again after your workouts? Those are also really important measures to keep an eye on, but we also wanna make sure that our quality of life is actually improving while we're on our fitness journey as well. Another example, maybe like many in their fitness journey, maybe you track progress photos. Great, progress photos are an awesome way to keep an eye on progress. But in addition to progress photos, what if you also keep track of your lifts in the gym and maybe just extra notes on how you're feeling each day? Maybe you're in your notes, you're keeping track of like your feelings of food freedom or your relationship with food. Are there certain days where you're feeling more restricted? Are there certain days where you're feeling guilty for eating certain things? So challenge number two, I think, is really, really important. Whether or not you think challenge number one with, you know, your self-esteem and asking those questions of yourself, whether or not you think that's woo-woo and, you know, fluffy stuff that doesn't matter, I do think that it's practically very important to make sure that you're not just measuring appearance-based goals in your fitness journey. It's so important to also keep track of performance-based measures and performance-based goals. All right, so now we're going to get into part three. And I'm not going to lie, when I was like brainstorming and taking notes for this part of the episode, I was getting a little nervous just because I feel like this opens the floodgates a little bit um, and can be a bit sticky. But part three is going to be a little discussion on body positivity and or body neutrality. So I want to start with this. I hope this is like something that you hear me say very clearly. I love the body positivity movement. I love that there is a social movement that focuses on accepting all bodies, regardless of size, shape, skin, gender, physical abilities. I love that. I love that present day beauty standards are being challenged. I think that it's about time um, and it is definitely a movement that has my support um, and my appreciation for sure. But I also think at the same time that the body positivity movement can set some pretty high, and this is where I'm getting a little nervous, dare I say, some pretty unnecessary standards at times. And here's what I mean. I don't think you have to love the look of your body at all times. I just don't. And I'm not saying you shouldn't love the look of your body at all times. I'm just saying you don't have to. This is something that has become even more apparent to me when I started fitness coaching. Like we all know that a bad body image day sucks, right? Maybe it's related to your cycle. Maybe you're just wearing clothes that are less comfortable. Maybe you are with a group of people who seem to all have a certain body type where yours feels like it sticks out a bit. The point is we all have those days where we just don't feel like that girl, you know, or that guy, sorry. But then this is where it starts to get worse. It's like we punish ourselves for feeling that way. Like, wow, I'm having such a bad body image day. I can't believe I don't love how I feel in this outfit. I'm so mad that I'm mad. This is going to be the worst day now, and it's all because I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. Like, this is so annoying. I bet she never has bad body image days like me. You know, why can't I love my body at all stages every day? I hate feeling like this, and so on and so forth. And we just keep going and going and going as if, like, having a bad body image day isn't enough we punish ourselves for it. So instead of obsessing over how we should be in love with our body every single day and why don't I love my body in this outfit? Why am I not so confident today? Like what if instead we just took some of those tough days and wrote it off as maybe like a body neutrality day and we just did our best to move on? And I know that that can more often than not be far easier said than done. 
So I'm going to give you some go-tos, some of my personal go-tos for a negative body image day. So some days when I am just like not feeling amazing in my own skin, some days it makes me feel better to just get ready for the day. Okay, so I work fully remote. Um, and so any of my work from home people, you might you might uh, relate to this. But my typical work attire is usually just very chill, comfy clothes. I don't usually wear makeup. Um, I'm just comfy, right? But some days, if I'm just not feeling great in my skin, I'm not feeling super confident, it does help to get dolled up sometimes. So I'm not saying I'm like, you know, throwing on heels or anything, but some days, like, I'll put on some makeup. I might do my hair. Maybe I'll wear a cute outfit. But getting dolled up a bit does help sometimes when I'm not feeling as confident. But there are also other days where maybe what makes me feel better is getting as comfy as possible, like gremlin clothes massively oversized t-shirt, sweatpants, maybe even a face mask or a hair mask in, and basically making it to the point where I'm so comfy that I don't even care how I look because I'm not trying to look cute. And I can tell myself like, oh, I'm not trying to look cute right now. I'm trying to be comfy. And so it kind of like gives you that little scapegoat. Um, instead of obsessing over how you look, you're focused on just feeling comfy. But what's important here, even though these are two different strategies, is I'm not beating myself up either way. So maybe I look in the mirror that morning and I'm just not feeling fantastic. Instead of obsessing over that moment and standing in the mirror and picking apart my body, what if instead I'm just like, okay, what do I need to do today to just like accept my body image how it is and just move on? Is it a get ready kind of day? Is it a gremlin day? And then just get on with it. It gets so much worse when we take a bad body image day like it's our fault like we're doing something wrong for not feeling our best every day and then we obsess over that moment and we make it worse and we just punish ourselves for it so here's challenge number three i want you to accept that even though you are that girl or that guy you may not always feel like that girl or that guy and that's perfectly okay So instead, what I want you to do is I want you to find your one to two responses that lift you up on a bad body image day and practice them. So I want you to have these two responses, right, like mapped out. I want you to know if you're not feeling great and it's a cozy gremlin day, I want you to have your go-to cozy gremlin outfit. Or maybe you like want to dress cute and maybe you do want to put on makeup. Great. I want you to have a couple cute and comfortable outfits lined up that you know even when you're not feeling your best you feel cute in that outfit okay um but again that like whole section there's no part of me that wants to shame the body positivity movement i just think for myself at least it's not realistic for me to expect um, that i'll feel positively about my body all day every day and when i set that standard for myself i tend to get frustrated with myself and so i know for me I have benefited a lot by just accepting that some days maybe my best is just feeling neutral about my body and I think that's okay. So now let's get to part four. So this is the final part of today's episode and I wanted to end the episode by touching a little bit on my current journey with maintaining positive self-esteem in the face of an ever-changing and ever-evolving body image. The reason I want to share a little bit of my current journey is because I want you to know that I'm not just outlining these parts or these challenges as lessons learned from way back when I struggled with body image. 
these are lessons and reminders and things that I still have to tell myself because unfortunately, just like how your body image exists independently from your self-esteem, your body image also exists independently from your fitness journey. So regardless of where you are in your journey, body image is always going to be something that we're aware of. And even if you do reach your goal physique, or maybe you're just well on your way there, there's still going to be days where we don't feel too hot to trot, and that's all right. So I'm going to share a little bit more about my journey with you, um, but not just like my past fitness journey, because I've kind of touched on that in the first episode, but I want to share a little bit about my current fitness journey. And if you follow me on Instagram or anything like that, I actually haven't shared anything about this on my Instagram, um, honestly, because, well, first off, I didn't really think anybody would care, but Also, because I knew that this season I'm in, which I'll touch on in just a sec, I knew this season that I'm in would be challenging at times emotionally. And I felt like it might put too much pressure on me if I felt like I had to share everything I was feeling or experiencing. Um, Instagram and like sharing coaching stuff is still pretty new to me. Um, If you know me personally, you know I never used my Instagram a ton before coaching. And my coaching Instagram right now is my personal Instagram, like my old personal Instagram. And I think like in 2020, for example, I think I posted three times. Like I just wasn't super active on it. I definitely would never get on my stories and talk. I wasn't super like sharing my life on the gram kind of thing and I do that much more now with coaching because it's my job and it's a great way for me to connect with people and it's fun now but it's definitely still something that I need to keep an eye on for myself I don't know if that makes sense but just making sure that I'm not like you know pushing down how I feel or how I'm doing for the sake of sharing something on Instagram so with that I want to share a little bit about my current journey that again you wouldn't know like this is the first time I'm sharing it I'll say so I'm actually at a very interesting part in my fitness journey right now because I am in a full-on gaining phase like I'm in a bulk all right Uh, It's approaching mid-November as I'm recording this. It's November 13th, and I have been eating in an intentional calorie surplus since the start of September. I think it was like literally September 1 that I started my surplus. So if you've listened to my second episode of the podcast, or maybe you're just a bit more familiar with nutrition, you know that a calorie surplus means you are eating more calories than your body needs to maintain its weight, right? It's the most efficient way to put on muscle mass. But with a surplus, you will also inevitably put on a bit of body fat too. That's just like part of it. It's part of the trade-off. So I have been intentionally gaining weight for the past three-ish months, and it's not all muscle. Um, I also think it's important to mention I did not start my fitness journey. Like I've never been underweight. So I've never had to gain body fat to be healthy So there are some individuals who enter a bulk or who enter a gaining phase because they're a bit underweight, right? That's never been me. My, like the start to my fitness journey was wanting to lose body fat. And so it is a very stark contrast for me to be intentionally gaining weight. And I'm actually heavier right now than I was when I first started uh, with a fitness coach a few years ago. Um, Yeah, I'm actually heavier right now than I was when I was like, wow, I need to hire someone to help me out here. Um, Now, granted, my body composition is much different than it was. I have a significant amount of more muscle mass. I look very different at this weight than I did when I first started my journey. 
So I do look different at this weight than I did when I originally, you know, weighed this amount. But it's still taken some time to get used to seeing certain numbers on the scale again. Like, I'm just going to be honest there. I'm also engaged right now. So I am trying on wedding dresses and having engagement photos taken, all while I am heavier than I have been in quite a while. And I'd be lying if I didn't you know, admit to you, it is a mind game for sure. And there are, of course, going to be parts of me where I'm like, man, like, I wish I could just diet down for these photos or diet down for my dress appointment. And I know now, right, that like crash diets, it wouldn't work. It's not worth it. But I can at least tell you this. I am confident. I know for a fact that this building phase is going to bring me closer to my physique goals. I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but I know that the discomfort is temporary gains are forever. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But uh, I just had to say that. But really, I know that this discomfort serves a purpose. I'm not just trapped in this discomfort. It is motivated by my goals. So that gives me encouragement, right? But what's important to know is I'm also not torturing myself with the scale. I'm not obsessing over my measurements. I'm not picking myself apart in the mirror. If I need to go a size up in my jeans, great. I just order a size up in my jeans. Like it's not that deep, you know? I'm actually placing most of my focus or doing my best to place most of my focus on the areas where I'm improving. So mostly the gym. I'm setting PRs right and left. I'm enjoying more food flexibility than I've ever had. So I'm also trying to be really mindful and appreciative of that. Like I can go out to eat with my friends or I can go visit my siblings and their families and I can just like take days, take a week of untracked meals if I wanted to. And I'm not panicked because I know I have so much flexibility in this gaining phase. It's also just really nice to give myself a break from having aesthetic goals. Like I'm not just evaluating my success on how I look. It's also really empowering because since I get it now, like since I know how to change my physique, I do feel a bit more comfortable to be uncomfortable because I know that this is temporary, right? Like I know when the time comes, I'm going to shift my goals again and I can enter into a fat loss phase if I want. I can maintain if I want. I just know I'm not stuck in this discomfort. I don't feel like I've lost control and my weight gain is unintentional. Like I know that this is still within my control. I'm not saying it's easy every day because, oh my gosh, it's not. Um, But I have learned and I am still learning that my self-esteem does not have to have anything to do with my body image. And regardless of my physical body, I am still a coach. I am a friend. I am a daughter, a fiance, a sister, an aunt, etc. And my value in those roles does not rely on my body image. And I am very confident in myself in those roles. I know I'm a good coach. I know I'm a good friend. I I know I'm a good sister, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the roles where I find my worth. If I feel like I'm doing my best as a coach, as a friend, as a sister, as a fiance, as an aunt, if I feel like I'm doing my best in serving those that I love in those roles, I'm not even thinking about my body image, right? They're completely separate things. So I know that was a lot. And I know for me, even like recording this episode brought up um, just a lot of feels and thoughts related to my own journey with body image and with self-esteem. So I'm willing to bet that it did for you too. So if you're listening to this and body image is something that seems to have always had a grip on you, please know that you are not alone in that. But also please know that that does not have to be your future. So I want to encourage you to take some of these challenges and put them into practice. And if you're feeling stuck in the discomfort and you want to feel that confidence that you can change your physique if you want to, 
reach out. I would love to chat a little bit more about my coaching program with you, see if it would be a good fit, and honestly just connect with you and get to hear a little bit about who you are and what you're doing and what you want. So I've linked my Instagram and my email in the show notes. So whether you shoot me a DM or whether you send me an email, I would love to hear from you. So thanks for tuning in and I will see y'all next week.